You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. And I'm your host, Casey Corbin. Thank you for joining us today on our episode. And what an episode we got. But before we get to the episode, you know what's got to happen. You got to hit us up on some of those social medias. We got to make them grow. We need to water the plants. So on the Twitter, you can hit us up at TNWPod on the old Twitter drop us a response or a retweet or whatever whatever you if you're on the twitter get a hold of us follow us we'll follow you we will follow back ain't no place but i follow back is that gwen stefani i don't know anyways on the instagram talking wrestling podcast uh that's very simple instagram's probably our number one social media outlet right now you can see a pictures of wrestling from impact tapings i was at smash wrestling you can see pictures of that stuff you can see uh, who's coming up on the show who's on the show the links to the show it's all on the instagrams go there talking wrestling podcast on instagram uh on facebook talking wrestling uh that is uh the uh, facebook page for the talking wrestling podcast talking wrestling facebook give us a follow and a like on that do that we're growing we had a great growth period last week because i finally invited all my facebook friends that's right i invited all the the thousands and thousands of facebook friends i have i invited them to join talking wrestling and we got 10 percent. so uh yeah a couple hundred people joined so the rest of you are you even my friends ah oh. So anyways, uh, Facebook, Talking Wrestling. Also, don't forget to uh, send us a Gmail, talkingwrestling at gmail.com. If you have any ideas for the show or if you want to be on the show, hey, look, at, if you're a wrestling fan and you got stories and you're entertaining, that's all it takes to be on this show. That's all it takes. You don't even have to be entertaining. Just good wrestling stories. Just, uh, yeah, hit us up at TalkingWrestling at Gmail if you have any ideas for the show. Also, if you are listening to us on the iTunes, please remember to rate, review, and uh, subscribe. It all helps the show. It helps build the show. Every five-star rating we get, every great review we get, and every every, uh, subscription we get all helps us to get to where we want to get. And that is... um, I don't know where we want to get. Maybe on the cover of iTunes. Maybe sometime. I don't know. That would be nice, I think. Maybe just uh, if you typed in Wrestling Podcast, maybe we'd come up there. I don't know. I want us to go, and I want us to grow, and I want the show to get over. Uh, I want it to be the people's show. We are the, you know, uh, finally, the show has come back to the people. I don't even know what that means. Anyways, folks, live us a, a five-star rating and a review and we will send you an 80s postcard of a wrestler that's what we're gonna do and hopefully you guys will send us those but hey you know if you send us the review 
you have to let us know that you sent it because we don't always find these things and uh let us then we let us find it we'll read it on air and then of course uh by doing that uh we will also need to get your address to send you the postcard so and we also need to need know who you want we're, we're it, it's an 80s postcard book filled with wrestlers so tell me who do you want you know you want wildfire tommy rich nobody wants wildfire tommy rich but he's available he's there uh, you want the Rock Don Morocco, the the guy who invented the Tombstone Pile Driver? Uh, he's available. Uh, you want uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker? He's probably available. So many, many are available. Just uh, you know, get those reviews in. Let us know, or we'll try to find you as well, and we'll try to get these postcards out to you. Now, uh, with that said, this this month of August is insane for wrestling in Toronto. Um, this weekend coming up, we have Impact back in town doing another two nights of tapings. If you haven't been watching Impact Wrestling, I suggest you add it to the list of all the other wrestling that you're watching. I know it's a busy time with the G1 going on. If you're following that, that's enough wrestling right there, right there. But if if you're watching the WWE product and you're following New Japan and you're keeping an eye on All In and you're watching Being the Elite and you're checking in on Ring of Honor and, you know, add Impact to the list. Impact is wrestling. Slammiversary was amazing. Uh, The product is getting better and better. Uh, They have great talent there. They're doing good. They're doing well. The ship is turning around, and they're booking good matches, and they're having great matches, and uh, they're doing a lot of this in Canada. They're taping a lot of it in Toronto, and that is great for us Torontonians because it gives us another option what to do. So this weekend we have uh, we have Impact Wrestling in town, uh, which means uh, two nights of great wrestling at a bargain. Like it's thirty dollars for both nights, not sixty. it's $25 and if you add another night five more dollars you get both nights that's American so it's about $40 still money value insane Um, so that's this weekend next weekend is SummerSlam weekend no shows really maybe there's some shows but I'm not really aware because I focus on SummerSlam and NXT as well next weekend then we go into the weekend after we got Smash Wrestling running their big show of the year on the Sunday Uh, I think Destiny Wrestling is also running on the 25th that night so there's two cards there and then uh, WWE comes in for Raw and Smackdown at the end of the month on the Monday and the Tuesday after that so three of your weekends here are major wrestling weekends here in toronto and uh i'm uh, i'm lucky i'm not gigging i'm lucky i'm not working a lot of stand-up this summer and i'm doing it the rest of the year because uh i got a lot of time to spend watching wrestling and then talking to you guys about it but speaking of talking wrestling let's get to who's on today's show if you've seen the pictures you already know uh, from impact wrestling we have uh, one of the referees he's been a referee for a long long time from hamilton great guy to the toronto scene and uh harry d uh harry uh, demergeran no wait i might have got that wrong demer demergeon demergeon that's it yes yeah, sorry 
oh my god he's gonna kill me for butchering his name but that's why he goes by harry d because sometimes you know people have uh tough names where people might have uh mispronounced their name you know my first time on television i was on comedy club 54 and ben guyatt um butchered my name casey corbin he's like please welcome the blue collar comic Corey corbin and then the F- club 54 music comes on and you can and it cuts to me just like really upset walking <laughs> so i'm sorry if i get anybody's name wrong but i know what it's like i know what it's like i've been there so harry d from impact wrestling harry d the referee is joining us here right now and uh he's uh with us right now uh, he, oh he just got here he's in studio all right well folks at this time i'm gonna toss it over to uh casey corbin who is standing there in the impact zone no he's in the never sleeps network studios uh with harry d the referee right now take it away casey and have a great day all right folks joining me now on uh, never sleeps networks talking wrestling very lucky to have one of the referees from impact wrestling harry demergians on the show with me right now harry d how are you doing thanks for uh, joining us on talking wrestling i'm awesome casey thanks for having me oh excited to have you as we know this week the impact uh, wrestling is coming into toronto again this weekend for more tapings another uh, four episodes i hope i, I think uh, four episodes is that correct I'm not sure about how many episodes. August the 12th and 13th at the Rebel Complex, uh, downtown Toronto. Awesome venue. Yeah, we're doing two days of TV there. It's a fantastic venue. Uh, I've been there so many times for concerts. Aside from that, unfortunately, I had a show the night of Slammiversary, so I missed Slammiversary, but got caught up, and I was there for the next two nights of the next two tapings. And uh, they were just fantastic. And i got to tell you, that room really films well. Like, it looks so good on on television because I've been – uh, watching the shows and trying to see if I if where I show up. <laughs> <laughs> right on, yeah, it's, it was amazing. Yeah, and it was such a great tape. You know, I don't even mind watching it all over again because uh, it was such a good show. There were so many uh, so many great matches and uh, like pay per view quality matches for 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 television, which was uh, really exciting. And um, you know, just a overall a great night out and at a very it's almost highway robbery i feel like i feel like there should be a tip jar uh leaving because you know for forty dollars for two nights that's almost a you know six to seven hours of wrestling taping uh that's a bargain as far as i'm concerned uh hopefully it'll pack the house i'm hoping uh, that we had an awesome response and the fans that were there i'm sure spoke wonders about Everything that they saw uh, more than more than got their money's worth, and like I said, it's uh, if you haven't been there, the complex itself apparently is uh, a draw. I'm not a bar person, so it was my first time there too. But the uh, everything top to bottom, the production, the fans, the building, uh, everything was just perfect. You couldn't ask for it to be any better. And you know what I love about it too about the tapings is uh, I love the ramp because it feels like to me whether it was intended or not it's a throwback to maple leaf wrestling and uh, the maple leaf gardens because they always had that ramp you know and it was very distinctive and to see a ramp again in a wrestling it's nostalgic and uh, cool at the same time yeah actually it's funny that you say that because that's the first thing i said when i walked in too says oh wow it's just like the gardens and we all of us guys the hamilton i'm from hamilton uh, we used to always go to the gardens to watch wrestling as kids so that ramp was part of just uh, it was attached to the ring, basically, you know, wherever that ring was, that ramp was. And there was a couple other venues that did the same. 
I remember Boston Gardens was the same way, and yeah. I can't remember. There was a few of them, but that just made it that much more special where as the wrestlers are coming out of their dressing room, they're, they were elevated above the fans basically at ring level, So, whereas now they walk on the, the ground level with everybody on the floor. So it just that was almost more they were put up on a pedestal kind of thing. It was pretty cool. It was nice to see. And it works out great. I, I can't remember who it was. Somebody got, like, uh, back body dropped over the top rope during the taping, and when he landed, it was like he was surprised he didn't hit the ground. He just sort of like, oh, there's a ramp here. Well, that's... And I can't remember who did it, but I, I was sitting hard cam, so I noticed he did it, and I thought it was really, really funny that he uh, he sort of sold it like that. But, yeah, I love the ramp, and, uh, and, the, and the room shoots very well, and... Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to another two shows uh, oh, of awesome, Impact. For sure. Yeah. Uh, the um, now, how did you get? Now, how now are you a wrestling fan or are you uh, strictly a wrestling ref? Uh, how did no. how did you become? I, I grew up as a fan like everybody else here. I, like I said, I grew up in Hamilton. So uh, in the early '70s, uh, basically, you know, I mean, we didn't have video games or cell phones or computers like these guys have now. So basically, you know, we all watched wrestling together. And how you knew where everybody was was there was 20 bikes parked in front of somebody's house, and we all kind of gathered there, right? Yeah, but uh, we watch wrestling every Saturday afternoon. Uh, Channel Three Global, which was uh, George Cannon's wrestling out of Windsor. Uh, Channel Twelve CHCH, which is the Tunnies Maple Leaf Wrestling, and uh, Channel Thirteen was uh, Vancouver, which was the Tomcos running out there. So basically, those were actually there was another one too at a uh, Montreal Gino Burritos group. So we'd basically get coverage of four territories, and we were watching. Well, like I said, there wasn't really much else other than hockey. Uh, we watched wrestling and pretended to be wrestlers like everybody else. And, and being in Hamilton at that time, there was a place called Jack Wentworth Studio where a lot of the wrestlers lived and trained in Hamilton. A lot mm-hmm. of them had regular jobs working in the steel factories like the Tolis Brothers and uh, the Beast and a whole bunch of others. And uh, so, you know, you'd, uh, I ended up going to school with a couple of the wrestlers' kids and kind of growing up. Not that they would smarten us up, but when you're watching wrestling with a retired wrestler, it's kind of hard for them to not kind of open the curtain a little bit, you know what I mean? So yeah. I, w- I was kind of getting trained before I was getting trained, so it was kind of cool to grow up around that where you see everything from their perspective. And uh, just uh, later on, I would have been probably my early 20s, uh, Dewey Robertson had come back from his run in the WWF as the missing link, and uh, <clears throat> his son had opened up a, a gym and training facility in Hamilton. And uh, just, you know, I went there and we were being friends too, just working out, wanting to be a wrestler, and they basically said to us at that time you had to be six foot five and three hundred pounds. Said, if you want to be a wrestler, you can be a midget wrestler. Which is, <laughs> I, I don't think that's the proper term now, but that's exactly what we were told. So uh, just being there, working out with them, I just kind of put myself in as a ref while they were working out, and I kind of thought this is a pretty good gig. You know, I don't get hurt that way, and you get to kind of work all the matches. So uh, I went on the road with them for a couple of shows, and I got to work and thought, well, okay, I'll just keep doing this. And basically, that was since. Uh, early 90s maybe 1991 i'm gonna guess i'm in 25 years right now that's fantastic previous to impact where else have you uh been refing uh, all these years uh I'll be, you know what back when i started there wasn't the shows that i was trying to say to a couple of the, the, the kids we don't have the uh opportunities that these guys these guys have now where we didn't have three shows a weekend sometimes two a day to pick from you would yeah. have maybe four or five shows a year and it was all the same guys <laughs> the same crew working the same matches basically we'd mix them up a little bit but uh basically i ref the same uh, core group of guys and every show we did whether we were driving four hours towards uh, you know, ottawa or montreal way or whether you know wherever the, the shows happened to be but there wasn't 
the shows uh, after basically after Bearman passed because he was basically the the main indie guy that that ran uh, decent shows. Uh, you know, sporadic. At that time, you had the licensing and the commission crawling up your ass. Ken Hayashi would make everything difficult for you to license the show. Uh, all the wrestlers had to be licensed, and at that time, it was uh, seventy five dollars a year. And it didn't matter whether whether you got your license in November or January. It was you you know like. If I got it in November and paid the seventy-five bucks, if I had another show in January, I had to pay seventy-five bucks again. Yeah, oh you know, wow! To get your license for the next year, and and he would he would make sure that the the guys were licensed, or he would shut the promoters down. So we all got smart to it for at what one point, and we would have a list of you know fifteen guys that we knew were licensed, and every time we told them we were running a show, that's the names he got. You know, <laughs> so everybody was licensed. That's but, good. Uh, yeah. It, 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 he made it, I mean, it wasn't just him. There was a lot more roadblocks back then. You had to have insurance and, uh, you know, so it was difficult for guys to run and, and try and make money. Obviously, you're trying to make money when you're doing it. So nowadays, uh, I don't know all the, the politics involved in a running a show, but uh, it seems like it must be a little bit easier because I can basically see the advertising. You know, you'll have uh, shows sometimes Friday night, sometimes during the week, two, three, four on Saturday, two or three or four on a Sunday, all within a couple hours drive which that was unheard of back then but uh the market's calling for it the fans are supporting it which is great to see so these guys are able to do that and it gives everybody that much more of an opportunity but getting back to your question we di- we didn't have that so basically you know you work what you could uh, i started working all around here so i'd work like when nick DiCarlo was running back in the day i'd get to work nick shows tony Prezi was uh, uh very important in the early years of my career because he let me work all the chin picnics, and he was my connection for the WCW Legend shows in the late 90s in Buffalo. Oh, cool. Uh, Waldo Von Erich, I worked for uh, Waldo and uh, uh, Ike Shaw's company out of uh, Kitchener, which Angelo Mosca was involved in as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, in between, anybody who would have a promoter, uh, you know, a lot of them would come and go, one-time deal, they would run a show and lose money and never come back, or there would be guys that would be successful for a while, so... Uh, I was fortunate because at that time nobody wanted to be a ref and I was the only guy and I was able to get, I mean, whatever bookings they were, most of the time either I'd be on the show or at least get an offer. And uh, in about uh, late nine, late 90s, early 2000s, uh, we had got married, had kids, took a couple of years away, still kind of stayed in touch as to what's going on. And then uh, found my way back a few years back with... Um, a friend of mine, uh, George Terzis, uh, who used to wrestle as Tarzan Terzis, him and uh, Anthony Corelli had uh, been working together, which is Anthony's Gym Battle Arts Academy in mm-hmm. Mississauga. And uh, I had mentioned to him I had the itch to come back, and he said that you know the door is always open. So uh, made a phone call, uh, went to Mississauga, started working with all these young bucks, no pun intended. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's been great. I've done you know basically all the battle arts shows for the last few years and uh being there ran into a familiar face was another one of those promoters that had ran a couple shows back in the uh the early 90s uh george menz who's uh better known as the Iceman, and he's the brains behind destiny wrestling which i've been the senior official for for the last few years and he's put together some unreal shows and now has a, a tie and he's working closely with uh, impact as well as battle arts and also uh, bcw which is the promotion out of windsor who's been around for 25 years this October, actually. Yeah, Border City, yeah. Yeah, Scott's having his big anniversary show, and uh, just a couple years ago, I started working for uh, Scott's promotion, and that led to the door being open for me at Impact, so that's where we are now. That is quite the journey, and uh, 
and amazing that you you know you stuck through with it i you know as a an independent stand-up comedian i can totally relate to a lot of what you're saying uh, especially of, the there's a lot of grind right you a, get it a lot of grind and yeah. uh, a lot of finding the gigs and finding your own shows to get on and and a lot of like you have the people you work with it's all very similar and relatable to me so you know that you know the fact that everything looks so promising now i think you know it's uh it's pretty cool that this late in the game i say that every day buddy I'm lucky and blessed. I shouldn't be in the spot I'm at, so I'm just thankful for every opportunity I get, and I'm just going to enjoy it while I'm here. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I'm 53. This should be a 25-year-old guy who's fighting to get this spot. So, like I said, for them to give me the chance, I was blown away that I had the opportunity. Well, you're, you know, you're a great ref, uh, you know, as far as I'm watching, like, you know, and I've watched you ref other other matches and stuff like that. I play, And like, like you said, Destiny, I'm always blown away by the main events that they bring in, uh, especially in the last couple, like the last year, because they are offering like dream matches that nobody else can, that nobody else is booking. Take a look what he did just last year when he had Pete Dunne against Austin Aries, both active uh, heavyweight champions in two of the biggest companies in the world at the same time and and they were the active champions and then they bring in marty skirl for pete yep. dunn and that's yeah you know, hear two english guys that, that are that are yet. that are they're, they're, they're top of their game top of their have game you seen, have you seen the post poster for the the shows coming up in october yes the the same, the same thing the cards are incredible you know and it's uh it's innovative booking and it's uh you know it's i know people that drive from montreal down to the shows and uh you know people that make the journey just for these shows and they're they're well worth it because the well, again another great venue to have it in too oh for sure like i said and i'm not saying it because he's a good friend but he's got a uh, iceman's got his finger on it he's got like i said he's got something good he knows what he's doing and he's very secretive about everything he does i mean i'm probably as close as you're going to get to iceman wrestling wise and the and i couldn't tell you what he's going to do i mean he just keep he just keeps pulling rabbits out of hats i privately message him and saying holy shit man wow good for you you know because i know how hard some of the things that he's doing are to accomplish and how he's able to go about it without you know everybody finding out and spreading rumors and you know that which just ruins it yeah. uh, he's yeah, he's doing a good job i just you know, just keep going in the same direction and yes, it's true. Like you know, those cards are, are top notch, and uh, like I, I've talked about this so many times on the show with other guys too. It's just like Toronto is uh, is a real hotbed uh, for wrestling. I find um, hotter than it's been in years. You know, like there's a, and there are all sorts of indie promotions that all they all do very well. They draw their own crowds. Like Super Kicked is always packed. Uh, Smash is is usually always full. Then, yeah, and then you got like A One out in Hamilton that runs good shows, and of course Destiny's running good shows, and, and Greek Town is running good shows, and Barry Wrestling is running good shows, and you know, and it's just and then you uh, just out on uh, up in Ottawa, C Four is running fantastic shows, yeah, and up in uh, the North Bay you got Northland. Yeah, and it's just like you know, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. And, you know, it's it's a great time. I think it's a great time for pro wrestling, not just sports entertainment. But if you want pro wrestling, it's out there and you can go see it in your town live. And there's nothing better than live wrestling. 
So you're close to the action. You're not in a giant venue. That's what I said. I mean, you're right there. Well, get better than that, right? No, I was, you know, I like sitting when I go to tapings. I like to, if, if, if I get a choice, I like to sit on the hard cam because that's where all the, everything is directed towards me. I feel right. because I'm, I'm where the camera is. So oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. And, and it's usually a safer, you know, pretty safe place to be. But, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I took a bump in, uh, in, uh, in a match, uh, uh, like, um, during the tape. And it hasn't aired yet, but um, it's um, during like in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Austin Aries will defend his title, and I'm not going to say who he defends it. But if you're following the show, you you know, and uh, you know somebody is uh, they're building up a feud, and uh, I don't want to spoil it, but but they don't, uh, don't. But I know who you're talking about. You know we'll who I'm going. talking about. But I do, yeah. But at one point. I was, you know, I'm in the front, I'm ringside, and I'm, I'm heckling uh, Austin Aries as you're supposed to. Or now I sound like an idiot that goes to a comedy show and heckles. I'm helping you out, but um, which yeah, but you they, guys didn't kick it, out the hecklers. You guys kick out the hecklers. We can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I want to heckle in fun. You know, like he's the heel. I want to yell at him. You know, right, I feel well, like it's a, he, he's doing his. I feel like we're helping each other out. I, I sound such like an you're idiot. You're paying your money. You're entitled. Well, so I heckle him whatever and i know it's unintentional later on it comes back at me um the opponent is outside the ring he does a suicide dive and uh they go into the barricade and the barricade just crushes my leg and i i can't wait to watch it because i'm already i'm telling people i sold it (laughs) that's all i wanted to hear (laughs) i said if the camera's on me i just want to let you know i really sold it to the camera on the left and uh and they said really you so and i told my friend he's like you really sold it i was like no it hurt it hurt so much i was like why do you way to sell isn't it i know like why are your shins so delicate i don't understand why but it was you know now it's uh one of my favorite moments or even uh last week ove uh this is already aired ove was wrestling uh the the uh, lucha brothers and uh, i think it was the main event of last week's impact and uh (laughs) sammy callahan has got to be one of the most entertaining entertaining heels in wrestling right now top three yeah so good and uh so he's i'm sort of like to uh I'm like second row at that taping, maybe behind uh, the announcers, just diagonally off Don's shoulder. And uh, Sammy's standing right beside them during the match, and he's got his his arms in a sling at that point because it's from Slammiversary, and and you know, and so he's standing in front of me, and Lucha Brothers do this incredible flip over onto the ground onto the OVE uh, guys. And I said to Sammy, I was like, hey, Callahan, I didn't pay good hard-earned money to come here and sit here and look at your stupid back all night. I missed that move. And he turns around and he starts yelling at me. He says, uh, I'll stand anywhere I want. If it's in front of you, it's even better. And everybody started laughing. But then you know what? He didn't stand in my way the rest of the night, which was really polite. I thought it was a really good interaction moment, which as a fan, we want that. We want heels to yell at us. And everybody laughed, and and then he was very he was very nice. I was surprised that he was so nice that he did not get in my way the rest of the night. Like not that he did it intendingly, you know, but I just thought it'd be a funny heckle to you know heckle him. I didn't know he was going to respond the way he did. Yeah, no, he's a he's a uh, he's a pro. He's sure. just fantastic, and yeah. right now 
like your roster is um you got so many good guys like brian cage is just a phenom like a guy that how that guy that big moves that he's, big he's like scary. that big and moves the way he does i the first time i worked with him was against uh it was a destiny show a couple years back he, uh, justin gabriel and uh they were unreal but i was just more I was shocked that the the way he could move for a guy that big well is there a time like is like like being also a wrestling fan do you ever get caught up in the matches like is there a time where because i watching pentagon jr I, I don't know understand how you can't get caught up in some of the stuff he does unless you've seen it so many times honestly when i'm in there no when i watch it after absolutely like anybody would expect i you know you're concentrating on what you're doing you don't want to uh, mark out for a second and 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 look like uh, an idiot, you know. I mean, you're, I'm I'm as big a fan as anybody that's paid a ticket to be in that building, but I have to make sure while I'm in there for the 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it is, I'm on my on my toes and making sure that I'm supposed to be there for the three count or you know enforcing all the rules. So when you watch it later, it's all you always get those wow, you know. Those, it's cool to be there. It's nice to see. I'm not gonna lie, like it's what i wanted to do ever since i was a kid so it's pretty cool yeah but when you're in there no you they do your best to as much as sometimes there's going to be that one or two seconds when they do something crazy we just and i say it to myself like holy shit you know but it's you know yeah they're they're incredible athletes i, I don't even you, you, it's every week is something new and you you wouldn't think they'd be able to top it yet they do so it's it's great to see and uh great for the fans to see and it's it's awesome to see the support and, and how much it's growing and and uh, how much better the company's doing week by week with all the numbers, and uh, it, it's awesome. I mean, everybody, I'm sure everybody's thrilled. I'm only speaking for me, I mean, but uh, I can only see it going in one direction, and I'm sure, I mean, the writing team's amazing. When you're watching the storylines and, and you're watching the segments and the vignettes, I find it's a lot more entertaining to watch than some mm-hmm. of the other companies, you know what I'm saying? That where I, It seems to be a lot more repetitive, same old boring stuff where when you put on impact wrestling you don't know what to expect no and i also i like the old school vibe of it like with introducing wrestlers uh via vignettes or um you know or showing you know backstage what's going on backstage like there are scenes where you're at the tapings that you don't see that happen backstage so it's it's a bonus to watch it right because um oh that's that's interesting how they did that you know, because you don't know, or or that's cool how they did this, or you know, the um, I didn't know that that uh, after last week's episode, it ended with Anthony in the stairwell getting uh, marked by um, the hitman. Uh, you know, so I didn't. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh well, I guess we're not going to see Anthony anymore. So <laughs> I guess that's what that means. You never know. I mean, I know Anthony. I don't. I can't see him. You know, just walking away either. You never know. And you, that's the thing is you never know. Like even I had Tyson Dukes on here a couple of weeks and I said, you know, with impact coming here and, uh, I said, is there any chance that we'll see you showing up? And he said, I can't say for sure. I'm not sure, you know, but then it was great seeing him at the show. So, <laughs> you know, you know, oh, he was amazing. Oh, I he's such Tyson. a fantastic talent and he's, uh, and, uh, just such a, a great guy to, to talk to. So, and let's, let's, let's plug yeah, your yeah, school over here down in London in school. There you go. Anybody wants to learn how to wrestle, you can learn from a yeah, pro. Yeah, it was uh, quite funny, actually. You know, I, I haven't, you know, I hadn't met him or anything. Uh, we just sort of got uh, through phone connections and through. Uh, well, a good friend of mine, Jan Murphy, has helped me out with this podcast uh, over the year that we've been doing it, and he's, uh, you know, he's like, "Oh, call this guy. I've talked to him. I talked you up and stuff like that." So he's got me actually wrestlers, and and he, he's been a great friend of the show, and I think he uh, he referenced uh, Tyson just just on a 
on a Facebook wall. He's like, you should do Casey's podcast. And Tyson said, sure. And I was like, oh, wow, this is this is fantastic. So uh, thank God for social media because it makes uh, things a little easier. So and uh, that's the same how you're talking to me right now. Like uh, Eric Johnson said he would put in a word for me. And Eric, uh, he was been on the show as well, uh, telling his story. Eric and I, we go way, way back to when Eric was in diapers. You know what I mean? I was His father was uh, one of my best friends and one of the... Uh, uh, early influences when I first started refing, I was basically when I he when he got booked, I was bullwhips ref. So where that's he fantastic. Went, I got to go with him, so yeah, I've watched him grow up, and it's funny when you say that. And we're going to plug Eric for a sec, but he'd be three or four years old, and I remember his dad saying vividly, "This kid's going to be a stand-up comedian." Stand-up comedian, what is Eric yeah, that's how that's how I know. And he called it. Yeah, it's uh, and he's a hard worker and he's a hustler, you know, and uh, I told him I was like, you know, I never even realized this because I told him I. When I had him on the show, I was like, I don't ever think I've seen your father wrestle. No, you need a VCR because well, all our stuff is on tape. turns out, <laughs> like you, you mentioned earlier, uh, Gino Brito's territory. So I'm from yeah. Ottawa, so outside of Ottawa. So I watched that twice on Saturdays, once in French and then later in English. And I loved That was my favorite uh, territory. And yeah, so later on when the Long Riders were uh, champs, I guess Bill Irwin was, uh, had left. So they brought in Bullwhip to uh to replace bill Irwin, so he, he you know he was uh, one yep. half of the tag champs and i said so i have seen him wrestle not and Floyd. now i have it on dvd so <laughs> and i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure yeah yeah, oh, well, yeah 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 oh my god uh, uh, the, the 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 other the, the french brain <laughs> i know the original yeah, yeah, the original, brain. The original yeah, brain. Yeah, yeah yeah eddie eddie the brain creature yeah eddie, and then floyd eddie was the his son uh who would <laughs> with yep. uh, gino brito jr yeah fantastic wrestling yep. i i I'm a big fan of I like I go on uh, another podcast called We Watch Wrestling in L.A. When I go down there and uh, I tell them I was like, you know, long before ECW, I would watch WWE and their cartoon version of their show and superstars on Saturday. And then I said, and then I would just turn it to this channel and there'd be Montreal wrestling, and it was like dim and gritty, and Abdullah the Butcher's wrestling Bruiser Brody, and it's just a blood fest. And I was like, this was ECW yep. before ECW ever existed. This was hardcore, you know? Oh, yeah. And yeah, uh, it was. lucky, lucky yeah. to grow up on both wrestling, you know? So what do you see, like, since uh, Scott has taken over Impact, now you said you're happy in the direction. Uh, do you see any big things happening? Do you think I, I only see? I honestly, I said with, with that team behind them, and I've been around a long time. I mean, I might not have been involved backstage or anything, and I don't get involved in the politics. But I know what I see, and I'm telling you, great things to come. Hold on, put your seatbelts on. You're not going to believe it. They're only going to keep going. The ball's going to keep. Oh, going. you know who else I love is um, Stone uh, Rockwell. He's awesome. He's a, a very he good friend is. of mine. He's the best. Uh, I, I I have a tough time uh, keeping my composure when I'm in the and I have to even my my kids when they're there they say, Dad, it looks like you wanted to start laughing. I said the guy just makes me laugh. He just he's just naturally a funny guy. He's a super nice person. Like you know, does all, all kinds of charitable work. Uh, if you remember a few years back, he was also oh, on yeah, Greatest Yeah, yeah. And uh, I believe they finished in second place, and that's what everybody actually got to see the way he really was and. He's just a likable guy. You know what I mean? It's hard not to like great the guy. Character. He's got a great character. Uh, I see, I, like I said, and I've seen him with different promotions get to do other things with that character to branch it out. And like there's 
so much potential. I get a kick out of it. Uh, did you see the uh, the no, promo? No, I have not seen that. With, yeah, they did one where they, they no. came out as, oh, I'm not going to ruin it for you. you got to watch it. Uh, you can actually hear <laughs> laughter in the background. Uh, it, it was, I mean, like I said, it's just, it's a great character. I could just, like I said, there's so many directions you can see. It, it's nice to see. It reminds you of the old uh, days where there was entertainment involved, where, okay, you're there, you're there to watch wrestling. You're there to watch these guys do all this crazy stuff and fly around and do everything. But that's a different kind of entertaining, like I said, that, that you would appeal to a different group, uh, where, you know, it's the old school uh, you know, mid '80s yeah. WWE kind of character. Uh, it's funny, uh, and and people accept it for what it is. And 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 like I said, I look around the audience, and everybody's enjoying it, and they they chant along. They know the sayings and whatnot. It's it's good. I mean, like I said, I hope he gets to take it to where I can see it going, and I'm sure him too, because he's got some some great ideas with the characters. Just more than anything else, it's going to be timing, the right place at the right time where somebody gives them that opportunity. And I well, I, like, I've already envisioned a dream match <laughs> that I want to see. He's, he's hilarious. Oh, you and like I said, we've talked about so many of them, and I just, it, it's like I said, it's, it's, it's so funny, and I'm sure you being a comedian are probably coming up with a million well, the ideas. One, the one match the I'd love to see is because for those of you, uh, if, if you haven't seen Stone Rockwell, you should Google him, folks, at home, or I'll just tell you right now, he is Indiana Jones. We Well, not copyrighted, but he, he looks a lot like Indiana Jones. Well, no, no, well, you got no. Corey, he's, you got he's, well, he's from, from Jones, Jones Indiana. Indiana, exactly. But my thing is, okay. is uh, okay. some people might think this is just pure silliness. But if if New Japan can have a guy pretending he's Marty McFly uh, with a bishi, uh-huh. I, I'm like, why can't uh, why can't uh, Impact have a guy that uh, from from you know from uh, from <laughs> from Indiana Let from Jones Indiana. Well, let me ask you this: So, if we keep telling everybody to suspend their beliefs, then well, that would you know that yes. I would think that would be covered. Of under course, that. you know. I mean, when you watch a movie, you realize that guy's not really getting killed. Otherwise, you'd be calling no, exactly. and getting money from Crime Stoppers. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's no it's no different. Like like I said, if you watch it for what it is, it's extremely entertaining. No, I'm not going to keep saying it because it's. He's my buddy and everything, but you know, like it's it is it's great. I I hope he gets the chance. Well, like to do I said, I there there was you know I uh, by uh, by going to the the tapings previously. Uh, I'd never seen him before. That was the first time I saw him. Immediately entertained, and then the next night, and then the next night in the tapings, he wasn't wrestling, but he was just over the side, and I was still enthralled with him. He was still I'm like I would still look over him, and he's just I don't know. There's something very likable about him. He, he looks like a life. Like I said, it's a, a a cartoon character come to life. You know what I mean? I don't know how else to describe it. But, even, but like I said, the, when the kids meet him, or even when my fa- family's been around, him, they say he's such a nice guy. Like he's like I said, easily approachable. He's a big not guy. small he's not at all. Small no. either. You know what I mean? So he would be intimidating. But like I said, when you get to know him, like I said, he's an awesome guy. Yeah, and I he wish uh, he definitely best. is a, a great a great face. You know, because he's got a well, he's got a great face, and he's got a big smile. Got the whitest and, teeth. You know, and, 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 and who doesn't like adventure? you know everybody everybody does no, so with that and yeah, so does. now there was a rumor this is i don't usually address rumors on the show but this can it concerns me because i would hate to see this happen uh, dave Meltzer uh last week or just this week said that wwe is trying to well i would like to say poach <laughs> but they're um they're interested in signing the lucha brothers and uh i hope they st- like i hope they stay where they are um because uh 
I don't like to see like I like the wrestling they do. They're very uh, similar to the Young Bucks. I find in a lot of ways, and I I don't want the Young Bucks to go to the WWE because I'd hate to see them water down the the product that they have. And I'm saying with the right. with the Lucha Brothers, I you know like Kevin Owens is a great wrestler. Uh, Kevin Steen blew my mind away. You know, it's just uh, there's you know they yeah. they limit. I find that they limit your move sets in the WWE. I, I mean, I've never worked for them, so I can't say I from firsthand experience. But judging from, I would. I mean, it's. I, I agree with you totally. If somebody's good, they get watered down. Whether it be politically, somebody holding you back, uh, it's hard to say. Um, but if they were to have the same freedom, uh, even on that big platform as they were to have on the stage that they were noticed on, I think they would be. Well, able I to just do so think too. Fun. I don't. I don't think the Lucha guys really get the fairest shot in uh in the big like in the wwe uh they tend to bury them in the mid card or whatever like that and when you watch Mm -hmm. phoenix did a he had a guy on the top rope and he jumped up and did a spinning a jumping spin kick to the guy's head off the top rope and i never seen anything like that in my life he has it's it's like he floats it's i've never seen anybody like his his balance is his comfort zone like there's no nervousness it's just incredible you know he's the one in a million and i could and i could sure i could see them wanting him but i guess i don't really know uh anybody's contract situations and i don't it's none of my business to say but uh i would hope that they would stay put where they are because uh, i mean it's they're amazing and it's an honor to work with them but uh i agree with you totally uh if they were, were to go down there they definitely would get watered down or lost in the mix no question i mean and when you have 500 people on your roster, you know, you're only going to be able to exactly. put so many on TV, too, right? NXT, I feel like, is, you know, WWE's attempt at indie wrestling. And I know some people don't even like the term indie wrestling. In my, I could say this is only my opinion. I, I get the, the impression that they try and buy up as much talent as they can, and because they would water down one, one show too much, that they kind of put them there. When there's, there's a lot of guys... At NXT, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, agreed, agreed. Well, yeah, like, well, I think NXT is is the best show that they produce. Uh, you know, and imagine that the the hour long wrestling show <laughs> that focuses more on wrestling and storylines in the ring rather than you know what uh, they're doing on the other two shows. Well, and you got to remember too, the passion's still there, just like we have in amateur sports, where they're not getting paid the big bucks; they're trying to get noticed. So these guys are out there busting their asses and trying to do stuff that other people can't do. Where whereas you have a lot of guys that have been around a long time and made a name and they're complacent because they're making enough money that they don't need to worry about that. And they've already been noticed and they have a name and the marketing ball's already behind them. So they're set and, and good to go where these other guys are hungry and then they want to get noticed. So they're going to go out there and bust And maybe that's, you know, and that's so true. That's such a great look way of looking at it because, you know, a lot of times when you look at uh, the WWE's big weekends, uh, which is which is funny um, because when we initially contacted each other, I said that I thought the tape, I knew the tapings were this weekend coming up, but I said they were next weekend. But right. this month is crazy. Because we right. have impact tapings one week, oh. it's SummerSlam week and the next week, and then the next week is Smash with WWE coming to town for Raw and SmackDown. So I actually, when I was rolling up my right. calendar, I read the wrong weekend. And then when you said it's the 12th and 13th, I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. 
I feel like such a loser now <laughs> because I I just looked at the wrong weekend. And, and, I looked at SummerSlam weekend, and I thought I was like, oh, it's that week. Oh my god! That all ties back to the point you made before with the, the area here, how hot wrestling is. Like, just look at that. What you yeah. just said in a one month period the level of talent and all the big companies and everybody that's, you know, I mean, everybody knows like Toronto's always been, and I know everybody, all my American friends will argue with me. I know Madison square gardens is the Mecca for wrestling. Okay. I get it. But for us, mm-hmm. Maple Leaf gardens was the Mecca. You know what I'm saying? So Toronto's always been a big draw. Detroit as well. Kobo and uh, all the, uh, the Olympia and everything they had. Uh, even Buffalo was a great draw for years. Like I said, this whole area, you can drive. I live in Hamilton, so I could drive an hour uh, to the east to be in Toronto, an hour the other way to Niagara Falls. I'm four hours to the border in uh, Detroit. I mean, basically within a four-hour drive, we're not that far to Montreal. Like, I mean, anybody that was running a decent show, you ran this area. You were drawing good yeah, all the time. Also, um, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And what I love too about um, the fact that Impact is doing tapings in Toronto as well, I like that they're giving chances to Canadians uh, who necessarily can't go to the states right now per se, probably because of visas or what. It's it's very similar in stand up. Right. It's very tough to get your working papers. But the funny thing is, when the American guys come over here, they say it's such a breeze, like it's like the doors welcomed and they're giving a drives me insane. The it's in. the exact same in comedy, where the American guys can come up here. Now, yep. now mind you, I they love I it. met uh, many they American comedians. And they're doing well in the States, and I have friends that are doing well, and that's great and all. But, you know, and it's the same with wrestling guys. Like, I know guys that are wrestlers that are friends with tons of guys that are huge, you know, and uh, and stuff like that. It's just a matter of getting across that border and getting your papers. So, with TNA, I mean, with the impact coming up to Canada and taping in Toronto, which was also probably economically feasible, um, I would think that it's a good way to you know, promote Canadian talent without them having to leave the country. And I think that's fantastic. Absolutely, yeah. And like I said, it's great to see because I know, basically, I've worked with every one of them. So uh, a few times I was fortunate enough to be in there with them. It's really cool to see because everybody's been trying to get to that level and to be able to do it at the same time, you know, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, and like I guess and they all deserve it. And a lot of it's long overdue, but I mean, and then now is the time and, and this is the place. And for anybody that's listening, uh you're in the perfect spot. I mean, just get to a gym, train, just like you would if you were playing basketball, you'd shoot hoops. And I've said this before, if you played hockey, you'd put skates on and lace up. If you want to be a wrestler, you want to be a ref, get to a gym, a reputable gym, learn how to do it right, and you're in the right spot. Everything have you, else have you ever had to take any uh, big bumps? Oh, yeah, it happens periodically, but, you know, <laughs> I would prefer not to. <laughs> but, I mean, if, if that's what it is, that's what it is. I mean... I go to work there like I go to work anywhere else. Your boss gives you certain orders, and you follow through. Or otherwise, you're not going to be working. I mean, and sometimes it happens, and you're, I mean, I like to try to tell everybody that, for me personally, and it's only my personal opinion, I, I like to, to train and stay in shape just so I'm able to recover yeah, when I yeah. get hurt. You know what I mean? As silly as that sounds, but... It's still going to hurt regardless. I mean, whatever happens, happens. Hopefully you can recover and come back and do it again. But unfortunately, uh, yeah, you're going to get hit once in a while or you're going to piss somebody off and they're going to lose their temper or, you know, and then you yeah. you have to deal with it. I mean, if you get punched in the mouth, I still have to be able to be there to count to three. Otherwise, I'm <laughs> not going to be able to no, work exactly. the time, right? That's just the way it is. I mean, you can scream and yell all you want at the back. But I'm not a wrestler, so I'm not about to fight no, somebody exactly. in the ring. 
but I mean, yeah, unfortunately, it's going to happen. But uh, nothing spectacularly crazy. But I mean, you know, they happen. Sometimes you don't remember until you watch it later. Do you have a uh, favorite match that you've ever refed? You know what? I I have so many that I could call my favorite. Uh, just all for different special reasons. You know what I mean? Whether it be your, mm-hmm. your buddies you grew up with uh, that you used to wrestle with on the grass coming to watch, that's cool. Or, you know, uh, the first time my, my parents got to watch on TV, that kind of stuff, or my kids coming for the first time. But, like, a favorite match when it comes to... Because I've been fortunate, just like I said, because of I happen to be in the right place at the right time and a lot of great people around that have helped out. Uh, I've been able to work with, oh, my God, so many people have, and, and, and they've, there's been some great matches. But like to pick one, I really couldn't because there's so many that are right up there. But uh, yeah, I can name a few off the top of my head. Uh, Dory Funk, Greg Valentine against Tony Parisi and Gino Brito in the Marine Midland <sighs> Arena in Buffalo. Uh, just because of uh, all the help Tony gave me uh, and getting that shot and all the times before and even after that. So it was more of a... A personal thing. Yeah. Plus, it was WCW, and they were at the. I was at the height of, of a month before NWO was announced. So everybody was there, Hogan, the whole bit. So it was pretty cool uh, to walk into that dressing room as a fan and just like, holy shit, everybody's here. It was overwhelming. That that I remember. Uh, and Valentine yeah. and Funk were amazing. Uh, they were awesome. And then uh, CWI 2011, uh, they brought in Hulk Hogan, which mm-hmm. was his only ever indie appearance. That was pretty cool. A uh, shout out to Jimmy Corderas who bowed aside and let That's me have the that best. match. Jimmy's Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, uh, I love the guy. Um, I don't know. I mean, Rey Mysterio yeah. and Destiny was amazing. Uh, Pete Dunne and Austin Aries. Like I said, I've been fortunate. Like there's been so many, and I know I'm missing lots. But uh, working with like close friends, where like I would put them at the top of my list uh, early in the career. Uh, Roberts Robertson brothers, the Missing Links kids, Jumpin' Jay and Mark against uh, Shane Sewell and Val Venus, Sean Morley at the time. Uh, and nobody knew who anybody was back then. I watch those tapes now and just think, man, how cool that was. But we had, we had lots of fun. Like, you, know, you could see us, the, the look on everybody's face. Like, you know, you're in that ring on TV with, and everybody was friends. Yeah. So not, like nobody knew each other. We had all basically started together and, and worked up to that point, which, at, I mean, at that time seemed like such a huge step, but it wasn't when you look back now. But, you know, one of the early stepping stones and getting to work with, all kinds of guys because of where we were. Like our early TVs that I used to run with Bullwhip, uh, Eric's dad, just to give you an idea of the roster we had, I remember the one show uh, tag match. We had um, Edwin Christian against John Bonello and uh, Terry Morgan. If anybody remembers who Terry and John are, uh, John was uh, retired as a WWF referee. Uh, he wrestled for years in the territory. Uh, Terry wrestled probably more matches than anybody i know he was a journeyman for the wwf for years um fantastic bump taker super nice guy mm-hmm. uh, missing link was on the show val venus uh, shane sewell um angelo mosca was our color guy steve foxcroft was our uh commentator his brother was our ring announcer who was the great cup referee for the last two great cups uh steve is the the boss and owner of Fluke Transport and Fox 40 Whistle, Angelo Mosca, speaks for itself. We had him. He was uh, uh, doing color for us as well as... So, wait. So, so, so Angelo Mosca Jr. is actually his son? Yes. Oh, yeah. I worked Actually, I worked with Ange Jr. for 17 years. He's the uh, 
um, fitness program coordinator for a, a youth custody facility here in the city. He I've always wondered if that was a, if that was for real. Oh no, that's his. Yeah, he was. I believe at the time when he won it, the youngest NWA champion at eighteen or nineteen. I can't remember the age, but uh, we. Yeah, he's. Well, uh, I remember when he he was at PWI Pro Wrestling Illustrated's uh, runner up, like second or third for rookie of the year. Maybe in 1980, 81. Yep. But uh, what happened was yep. my first wrestling show ever was in my hometown of Iron Pryor, a small little town of 5,000 people outside of Ottawa. And uh, 1985, a wrestling card came through, and Angela Mosca was supposed to headline it. However, um, due to whatever circumstances were, uh, he wasn't able to make it, so insert, they inserted Angelo Mosca Jr., who's actually a way better wrestler than, than Angelo cool. Mosca was at that time. So oh, we were, we're oh, getting yeah. a better match. Oh, yeah. uh, but also on that card was uh, uh, the Sheik, the original Sheik wrestled Ricky Johnson, and uh, uh, okay. it, was it, it wasn't was in the cage? cage. But I know they've done so many ca- It was the only okay. match that got blood. I remember that. Uh, there was a bear. Um, there were midgets. <laughs> okay, so that was the Bear Man show. Yeah, they would have Farmer um, Pete on that show too. Well, Sweet Daddy Seeky was also on the show. Um, I, I actually, mm-hmm. years later, uh, a shoe store went out of business in my hometown, and they were auctioning off everything in the store, and they kept like all the posters that were ever put in their windows were there, and so sure oh, enough, cool. there's the wrestling poster from like 25 years later i'm buying the wrestling poster from my first ever wrestling event so i have it up in my in my living room i love it yeah and um, i was lucky enough to eric introduced me to ricky johnson who was at the tapings last week and uh it was very nice to meet him i got a picture with him and i gave him my card and he said he wanted to come on the show and we're still trying to uh to figure out what's going to happen there but don't let him tell you any different i gave him the, the people's name, the uncle people's is uncle. fantastic okay. well Remember. i'm like uh, yeah. does he is he calling himself the rick does he you know? <laughs> oh i don't i don't i'm he's, he's whatever so, you want to call but, him uh, we're hoping to get him on the show but uh, we're pretty much out of time right now. So uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show, awesome. Harry. Thanks for taking the time. And oh, it's been, a uh, Thanks for having yeah, it's been Thanks great. For having and um, is there anything, obviously, the tapings uh, this weekend, uh, you can plug them. If you want to plug anything at all, go ahead and just throw out whatever plugs and where we can find you online. Yeah, this weekend, uh, Sunday and Monday coming up at Rebel Complex in Toronto, Impact TV tapings. Hurry up and get your tickets because they won't last. The buzz is crazy and everybody's eating them up. Um, we have, uh, on the 25th, uh, Destiny is doing a one-night-only taping at the Don Koloff Arena, Battle Arts Academy, at uh, 4880 Tompkins Road in Mississauga. Uh, limited tickets there because it's a small, uh, very uh, intimate venue, but uh, awesome to see a show there. So looking forward to seeing everybody there. Um, my social media, you can reach me on Facebook is probably the easiest because everything else is too complicated for me. Uh, referee Harry D, uh, shoot me a message if you have any questions. I'm glad to answer them. Folks, uh, thank you very much uh, for joining us today on Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. Thank you, Harry D, for uh, joining us on the show. Uh, have a great uh, tapings, uh, upcoming tapings. I can't wait to see what happens. And, uh, you know, I feel like a, uh, a prophet because I, I seem to know uh, what's coming up in uh, the next two weeks at least. So I'll know the next 
maybe five or six weeks ahead in advance we're all rolling right into the next pay-per-view probably so uh right. it's awesome thank you for coming on the show and uh fans thank you for letting us put a headlock in your ears uh i'm casey corbin and thanks again for joining us on talking wrestling have a great day thanks bye now Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.